The following audio is from Gold Country Baptist Church in Shingle Springs, California. Visit gcb.church to find more resources and to learn about our church. Welcome back to the GCBC podcast, where we discuss with our leaders and members of the church the why and how of ministry in the life of our church. We pray it will encourage your spiritual growth to the glory of God. My name is Corey Milliken. I'm subbing in for Corey Freeman, whose wife Hannah is about to have babies. That's right. Uh, we are praying for the twins that are coming and uh, praying for you, Corey and Hannah. Well, today we're going to take some time to think about fishing. That's right, fishing. Uh, not exactly fishing where you take a, a, a reel and a line and you go and you catch literal fish, but the kind of fishing that Jesus talked about when he said that he would make his disciples fishers of men. What are we talking about? We're talking about evangelism. I want to take a little time today to encourage us in our evangelism. Why do we evangelize? What is evangelism? What are the things that keep us from evangelizing? But I want to start with a little story for you first. There was a group that existed who called themselves fishermen. And there were many fish in the waters all around them. In fact, the whole area was surrounded by streams and lakes filled with fish, and the fish were hungry. And year after year, these who called themselves fishermen met in meetings and talked about their call to fish, the abundance of fish and how they might go about fishing. And year after year, they carefully defined what fishing means and declared that fishing is always to be a primary task of fishermen. Continually, they searched for new and better methods of fishing and for new and better definitions of fishing. They loved slogans such as, fishing is the task of every fisherman or every fisherman is a fisher. They sponsored special meetings and conferences to discuss fishing and to promote fishing and hear about all the ways of fishing, such as the new fishing equipment, fish calls, and whether any new bait was discovered. These fishermen built large, beautiful buildings called fishing headquarters, the plea was that everyone should be a fisherman and every fisherman should fish. But one thing they didn't do, however, they didn't fish. In addition to meeting regularly, they organized a board to send out fishermen to place other, other places where there were many fish. All the fishermen seemed to agree that what is needed is a board that could challenge fishermen to be faithful in fishing. The board was formed by those who had the great vision and courage to speak about fishing, to define fishing, and to promote the idea of fishing in, a far, in faraway streams and lakes where many other fish of different colors lived. Large, elaborate, and expensive training centers were built whose original and primary purpose was to teach fishermen how to fish. And over the years, courses were offered on the needs of fish, the nature of fish, where to fish, where to find fish, the psychological reactions of fish, and how to approach and feed fish. And those who taught had doctorates in fishology. But one thing they didn't do, they didn't fish. Some spent much study and travel to learn the history of fishing and to see faraway places where the founding fathers did great fishing in the centuries past. Further, fishermen built large printing houses to publish fishing guides, Presses were kept busy day and night to produce materials solely devoted to fishing methods, equipment, and programs to arrange and to encourage meetings to talk about fishing. Now, it's true that many of the fishermen sacrificed and put up 
with all kinds of difficulties. Some lived near the water and bore the smell of dead fish every day. Attending sessions and small groups about fishing took a lot of time. Imagine how hurt some were when one day a person suggested that those who didn't, those who don't catch fish were really not fishermen, no matter how much they claimed to be. Yet it did sound correct. Is a person a fisherman if year after year he never goes fishing or catches any fish? Now, obviously that story is a little bit humorous, but convicting. And as a pastor, I'm particularly challenged and convicted because I'm a disciple, a fisherman just like you, and I'm called to fish just like you. Uh, we're all fishermen. And so I want to be growing as a fisherman. I want to be uh, faithful to the call to be a fisher of men. And that's exactly, again, what Jesus called Peter and Andrew to himself. And, and what did he say? Well, did he say, come follow me and I will make you a better person? No, come follow me and I'll give you a better, easier life or make you churchgoers. Well, he didn't say any of those things. He said, come and I will make you fishers of men. And the call to follow Jesus is just that, to be fishers of men. So uh, it's a good story. It's challenging for us. What I want to do this in this session is to, to help us think about motivations for evangelism. This summer, we've been going downtown to Placerville to share the gospel with people at the Main Street Market that happens every Wednesday. And Sean Downey and myself and a bunch of others gathered last week to go do just that. We were handing out flyers for Adventure Club the week before for Vacation Bible School. And we're engaging with people in spiritual conversations to see how the Lord might open doors for the gospel. So why do we do that? Well, let's think about it a little bit. Why evangelize? Well, maybe first let's think about why we don't evangelize. Uh, maybe we don't feel like we know how. Maybe we think we might get asked a question that we don't know the answer to, or we aren't gifted in evangelism. Maybe we have bad theology. Uh, maybe we think, well, since God's sovereign, what's the point of evangelism? Well, the reality is God's sovereignty motivates and fuels our evangelism because we know that he is sovereign and in control of every person's life, every moment of their life, even their salvation. God has given to the Son names, those that Jesus died for, that he purchased with his own blood, that he will call to himself. And so we don't want bad theology to keep us from evangelism, but sometimes it does. What about the fear of man? We don't want to be awkward or rejected. We don't want to lose friends. Um, so those are some reasons that we maybe don't evangelize. But here's what I want to encourage us to think about. Being an evangelist, sharing the gospel, is wrapped up in our very identity as Christians. It's a part of who we are. Uh, to follow Jesus is to fish, you could say. Evangelism is not a side activity for just uh, evangelism events once a month or for the super spiritual that we might, uh, people we might deem super spiritual or, or especially gifted. Yeah, evangelism isn't for super Christians. It's for everyday people like you and me. God has chosen the, the weak things of the world to shame the wise. And if you feel weak in evangelism, that's a good starting point for evangelism is to admit that you're weak and you need the Lord's help. Uh, so evangelism isn't for super Christians and none of us can say, well, I'm just going to leave evangelism to guys like pastors and leaders and, and, and those people fill in the blank, whoever else it might be in your mind, you know, they've got it figured out. No, if, 
brothers and sisters, if we're followers of Jesus, then you and I are fishers of men. Uh, and so I'm still learning this. I, I don't feel like I'm a, a good evangelist. Uh, I am challenged and encouraged by others around me who I see are faithful and want to be faithful and have uh, good things to teach me. And so I'm constantly learning. So I, I just want you to be committed to learning and growing this summer as well. And as uh, leaders, we're praying for that. As a church, we want to continue to grow in it. So I'm learning this too. And while I love evangelism, I like to do it. I don't do it enough. And while I love the lost, I don't love them enough. I want to love them more. And I'm sure you love evangelism too. I'm sure that you love lost people. And that's that's something you want to grow in is your your ministry to them. And so we all love the lost, but not at the level that the Bible calls us to love them. So how can we grow in it? Well, what's interesting is that all of the reasons that we have for not evangelizing aren't reasons that are legitimate. In fact, as Christians, all of the reasons that we have for not evangelizing, evangelizing ultimately end up coming from the flesh. And why is it your flesh? Why is it that, that sinful part of you still that, that is at war against God's spirit in your heart to keep you from doing the things that, that otherwise you would want to do to please the Lord? Well, it's because God commands us to evangelize. And so to not evangelize is sin because we're being disobedient to God's command. And so as believers, we're motivated by God's commands. First John says that his commandments are not a burden to us. And that's how we know that we love God is that we love his commandments. So why should we evangelize? Well, here's six reasons that I think will encourage your evangelism, spur you on, fuel your evangelism this summer as you grow in the Lord. And I'm just going to kind of rattle these off. So here they are. Six reasons for why we should evangelize. Number one, we need to evangelize because God has commanded us to. Mark 16, 13, Jesus says, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. That's a command to all believers. Number two, we evangelize because it brings God glory and pleases Christ. Listen again to what Jesus says in Luke chapter 12, verse eight. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the son of man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. Think of that. Jesus being pleased to acknowledge his saints, his, his loved ones before angels saying, look at what they've done. They're proclaiming me. They're acknowledging me before men. I'm pleased by them. Number three, we evangelize because we love God and we love people. First Corinthians nine, verse 19, Paul says, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more of them. Paul said he was being a servant to all and, and Jesus was a servant. In Mark chapter 10, he said, the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So when we evangelize, we do it because we love God and we love people and we're actually being like Christ. Just as Jesus came to serve, so we are serving all men. Number four, we evangelize because God uses evangelism to grow us. First Thessalonians 3.12 says this, Paul says, And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all men, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father. We evangelize because, we, because God uses evangelism to grow us. Uh, we increase and grow in our knowledge and love of the Lord, not, not only 
in love toward one another as well, but for all men as we delight in the gospel. We're eager to share it with others. And number five, we evangelize because it makes us more like Christ. Listen to this, 1 Corinthians 10 and 11. Paul says this, I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So Paul's desire was not to seek his own advantage, which certainly is a temptation for us as believers, especially in the summertime. There's lots of fun and opportunity to uh, to vacation and, and, and just have a break, which is from the Lord as well, to take breaks, to get refreshed, to be, uh, to have some ease. And yet, Paul was not seeking his own advantage, but that of many that they may be saved. So who are some in your life that the Lord has sent into your life that they might be saved at your job, uh, in your family, in your neighborhood? And let's follow Paul's example as he follows Christ. And then number six, the sixth reason why we should evangelize, sixth motivation we evangelize because we are all evangelists. Listen to Paul again in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So there they are. Six reasons, six motivations for why we should evangelize this summer. I want to encourage you to meditate on those things. Pray through those six reasons And let's be excited for opportunities to share the gospel with people in our world this summer. Come along with us on Wednesday nights uh, as we share the gospel, seek to share the gospel with those in downtown Placerville, and we'll see how God will use us for his glory.